Thank you for joining Mind Your Brain. We are a podcast with a purpose, a podcast of meaningful workshops to improve the quality of life for those affected by brain injury. Our goal is to give you tools and tips to empower you to invest in your recovery. You will have to put lots of effort into it. We know that effort and energy into overcoming your challenges. And we are here to help you on your journey. I know you can do this. Welcome, my name is Candace Gant. I'm a brain injury survivor and founder of Mind Your Brain at Penn Medicine and the executive director of the Mind Your Brain Nonprofit Foundation. I'm also a proud member of the board of the Brain Injury Association of Pennsylvania. Today, I'm gonna to talk to Christina Pettit, PT and DPT, which you'll learn more about in her credentials. Christina is a physical therapist at Penn Therapy and Fitness, University City, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. She received her doctorate of physical therapy degree from DeSalle's University in 2017. Christina holds a certification of competency and vestibular rehabilitation from Emory University. Her clinical expertise includes treatment of concussion, mild brain injury, headache, migraines, and vestibular disorders that she utilizes an integrated multi-system approach in collaboration with Penn Medicine and the Children's Hospital of Pennsylvania Neurology. Christina, thank you so much for joining us on our podcast today. Of course. So, Hi, everyone. I just wanted to say thank you to, to Candace and the Mind Your Brain Foundation um, for allowing me to speak, and I'm, I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Let's, let's talk about how our head aches. God, headaches. The, the CDC reports about 50% of people with a TBI suffer from headaches. Headaches can make it hard for you to carry out daily activities and can cause you to have more difficulty thinking and remembering things. So, so let's offer some help to our listeners. Sure. So I think it's important to kind of go back to what, what you just stated, Candice, and, and recognize that, you know, headaches are very prevalent after, after brain injury and TBI, and they're the most reported symptom after a brain injury. Um, approximately 18 to 33 percent of these headaches, you know, still persist beyond one year after, after the initial injury. Um, but I think, you know, we're here today and, and everyone else is here today to help um, acknowledge and to you know, shed, shed some light into that you can be in charge and positively influence your headaches uh, through this independent management. So hopefully I can provide some, some good tips today as well. Thank you so much. That, that's so good. Christina, so please tell us a little background on headaches. I, I know there must be a variety and a severity of this debilitating symptom. Tell us more about that. Yeah. So, you know, to keep it a little bit simplified or, or to keep it, you know, generalized, there are definitely multiple types of headaches and the typical classification, you know, the two main ones are primary and secondary headaches. So primary headaches are the ones that are not a result of another medical condition, which can include migraine or, or attention type headache. Um, whereas secondary headaches are headaches that are influenced or caused by a condition, um, which can include, you know, cervicogenic headaches that may involve involvement from the neck or the jaw or post-traumatic headaches that can happen after an injury or trauma. And there are, of course, you know, many other, other headaches and, and realms there to explore. But I would say make sure that you 
if you have interest or you want to know more detail into some of these to ask, you know, medical professionals, including a headache neurologist or a specialized physical therapist to help distinguish these post-traumatic headache symptoms from either that primary headache or, or secondary headache and really be able to identify multiple different systems or, or your protractor recovery um, and to improve, improve management there. Thank you. That's very good advice. Thanks for that. And can you tell, or, or is there, I guess the question is, can you have more than one type of headache? What does this mean having more than one type? Yes. So you can definitely have, you know, one or two or even more types of headaches that can coexist and they may need to be managed and treated separately. So individuals, you know, with family history or prior history of headache or migraine who experience a concussion or brain injury are at an increased risk of developing additional headaches or these secondary headaches and typically can have a protracted or a longer recovery after their injury because of this predisposed history of having a headache. So, you know, this is when it's important to recognize when different headaches are present or if you have a change in headache pattern, frequency, or intensity. So if your headache is changed after the injury from maybe your typical headaches, or they seem to have gone, gone up, you're noticing that you're getting them more frequently, or even the intensity of them have gone up. It's important to make sure that you're communicating this with, with the healthcare providers in order to um, help build that treatment plan and, and address those headaches. So would one of the recommendations be, Christina, that they would log or journal their episodes of, of uh, head, headaches during the day? Absolutely. A headache log is definitely helpful, you know, especially initially if there's any change in, in pattern or distribution of these headaches, because it can help one distinguish, you know, if there's any triggers or something that you're doing kind of throughout the day that might be bringing these headaches on, or if there's more of a, a pattern to, you know, I have this headache I'm not, I'm waking up without a headache, but as the day goes on, I'm, I'm getting a headache, which maybe it's, we're doing too much or we're overdoing something. So it's helpful to identify, you know, what's causing these headaches and where we can modify or adjust in order to reduce the, the frequency and severity of them as well. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that. And, and as we know, you're a specialist, you have a specialization in headache physical therapy. Can you tell us what to expect during an evaluation and how you establish a plan of care? Yes, so I would say make sure you start by finding, you know, a, a physical therapist that specializes in headache or that has some background or experience in the realm of headache and, and concussion and brain injury. Um, but the research, you know, for physical therapy is, is pretty beneficial and supportive that it can reduce frequency, intensity, and duration of these primary headaches. So you want to, you know, as physical therapists, we're trained to evaluate, you know, this multi-system involvement and provide clinical decision-making to address um, individual's posture, looking at the, the cervical spine or the neck. We'll look at oral facial symptoms, so looking at your jaw, mechanics of your jaw, um, ocular motor and vestibular system, so looking at how your eye tracking is doing, how your tolerance is to computer screens or reading, or maybe like visual motion sensitivity if there's a lot going on or driving. And then also looking at the, the, your tolerance or your reduced tolerance to exercise. So how your body is responding to exercise or an increase in exertion and heart rate. So what we can do is, is really use, you know, 
integrated techniques and evaluating through these these systems to to teach you how to integrate these exercises or management into daily routine such as addressing those limitations in exercise you know or that reduced tolerance to screens or if you have any difficulties at school or work like why why are we having those troubles and what can we change to improve that and to allow you to get through your typical school or or work day um, in addition to providing, you know, healthy habits or lifestyle recommendations and then developing a simple home exercise program to improve self-management. You know, it's not expected. You don't have to have a long course of care. Physical therapy doesn't have to be a lifetime thing. It can definitely be, you know, a short course of care with the, with the end goal of making sure that you are independent with self-management and that you're able to do this stuff on your own without having to rely on, on all these additional services for forever. And it sounds like it's complex identifying the different ways that would be an onset of your headaches. And is that the longest process just to, to really define what it is that is triggering or that is causing the headaches and then being able to have a multidisciplinary integrated system to solve, to solve the riddle. Yes, absolutely. So during the eval, we'll spend a lot of time evaluating all those different systems and really identifying like what's causing, you know, what headache. So are, do you have, you know, more than one type of headache kind of overlying or, or sitting on top of each other? And we need to mm -hmm. tease out where those headaches are coming from and address those systems. Or is it truly coming from just, is it, coming from the neck? Is it truly stemming from neck or posture and positioning throughout the day? And we need to address, you know, more of the cervical spine. So after the evaluation, and we really kind of work through those, those various systems and identify where the targeted area is, then we from there can develop a good treatment plan to address and, and improve that management through lifestyle modifications and exercise, you know, home exercise programs as well. Thank you. That leads me right into asking you, is there anything that survivors can do to reduce the severity or recommended lifestyle modifications? Sure. And there's, you know, there is a lot. So there's a lot that people can do that doesn't involve medication or, you know, additional management. So I can definitely provide a, an overview and it could be helpful if you wanted to grab a pen or paper to jot some of these down. Um, or I can also hopefully help send something over to you guys to provide information as well. That's a great idea. Pen and paper, give them an opportunity to remember all of this important information you're going to share. Sure. So let's start with, you know, some of the just healthy habits or behavioral recommendations that you can incorporate just into your, your daily routine that can help with that headache management. So I would say, you know, in no specific order, but make, being mindful of not to, to avoid overload or burnout. Mm -hmm. um, make sure that you learn how to pace yourself when you need to and take those breaks. I think, you know, physical, occupational or speech therapists are very helpful in identifying strategies and, and kind of teaching you how to modify these, these symptoms into your daily routine so that it becomes a habit keeping a consistent sleep schedule. So you should really try to go to bed at the same time, wake up at the same time as much as possible. Um, your body likes that pattern or that homeostasis. So as much as you can get into a routine, it's gonna be you know beneficial for recovery, especially in that real acute phase right after injury. 
stay hydrated and maintain a regular eating schedule. So, you know, dehydration or skipping meals can be a trigger for headaches. So let's modify the things that are triggering these headaches and, and reduce them there. Uh, include physical activity into your daily routine. So that could be as simple as going for a daily walk or going through your typical exercise routine, you know, through a class or at the gym. But building a gradual return to exercise following injury can be helpful. And again, I would ask, you know, if you need assistance here, make sure you're asking a medical professional, professional or someone to provide you some insight there. But when you are returning to exercise, it should be headache free or symptom free. We really want to be able to build an exercise program where we're not irritating or causing headache. So I think that's an important aspect to understand as well. Um, building stress relief into your day is important. So this can look, you know, multiple different ways. It's very individualized and what you enjoy. So taking short breaks, practicing cognitive behavior therapy techniques, you know, diaphragmatic or deep breathing, visual imagery. Some people like meditation, yoga, or maybe your, your stress relief is exercise. So whatever you find that is beneficial and helpful to you is what I would recommend, you know, building into your, into your day. From a computer or screen standpoint, um, there are a ton of different tinted or filtered indoor glasses that you could look into. I think the main ones, at least that the research supports are the blue light glasses or the, they're called FL41 glasses, which have a bit of a rose tint to them, um, which are more helpful you know, for migraine symptoms that you can wear both indoor and outdoor to reduce that, that sensitivity to those contrasting lights. We talked about keeping a headache diary. So I would go back to making sure, you know, if this is relatively new or, or there's a change in headache symptoms to pull out that headache diary and start kind of drawing down some patterns or symptoms. And this can also help not only identify triggers, but can help you communicate with medical professionals as well. So headache neurologists or physical therapists, you can bring that in and then they can kind of work through where these headaches are stemming from and why they're occurring. And then I would say also kind of be mindful of, you know, posture and positioning throughout the day. So a lot of us right now, and maybe even more so now that we're on computers are constantly at home doing all this virtual learning in school and at work. So make sure that you are switching positions frequently, that you're giving yourself scheduled breaks in between, even if it's just standing up to reset your body or just standing up and taking a walk, you know, within the room that you're in is, is, is enough to give you that reset and to get you out of that kind of static positioning or prolonged posture. Um, in addition, you could modify some computer equipment or furniture you know, trying to bring the computer height to eye level or raising your seat so that your eye level it can be as simple as putting textbooks or something underneath just to, to raise that monitor up and to improve posture and positioning and basically improving kind of neutral spine of your, of your neck as well. Christina, I so appreciate all of that advice that that's really great strategy for everyone. So can we go over it just one more time? I was writing probably very quickly, and I'm sure some of our listeners are. And let's let's hit on the high points just to review. So get into a routine. I think I heard you say that was important. And, and a meal schedule, physical activity is, is important. Stress release. I know that's high on my list. And also to 
a, a filter for any onset of anything that would be an eye irritant and glasses were recommended. So I think those are really good. Did I miss anything? Is there anything else that I think that, um, that maybe our listeners, we don't wanna miss any of these important items that you've given us. They're really terrific. No, I think those are absolutely the main ones. And you know, it can, there can be other ones that maybe you run into during your day that you learn that are beneficial or that are helpful. And I would say absolutely continue, you know, whatever you found that has been helpful and has worked before in reducing that headache or, or migraine trigger and, and making sure that you're kind of sticking with that. Thank you for that. And can you give us any recommendations, any exercises to try at home? Sure. So, you know, as we, as we mentioned before, again, most of this stuff is, is going to be very individualized and it really should be addressed, you know, through a, a full evaluation and developing an individualized treatment program. But there are definitely some techniques that, you know, you can add in that are more generalized that you can incorporate into your daily routine. So one of the ones is, is called a recovery pose. So I'll try to talk you through, you know, some of these positioning of how this should look. And then again, I can provide some pictures as well, if that's helpful. Yeah, that'd be great. Thank you. So for the recovery pose, what you want to do is you want to complete this exercise to reduce ten tension or physical stress. So what you're going to do is you're going to lie on your back with your knees bent. So you can do this on the floor, on a yoga mat or a blanket or towel, or even on your bed, you know, as necessary. So you're going to gently clasp your hands together and place them behind your head and neck for support. And then allow your elbows to rest towards the floor until you feel a comfortable stretch. So you should feel the stretch in either your, your shoulders or kind of across your chest. And you don't, want, you don't want to feel any pain. So when we're doing you know, these exercises, the goal is never to be painful. You should just feel a mild discomfort, but no pain. You're going to relax there in that position and then focus on, on your breathing. And you can hold this position for 30 to 60 seconds or again, to your tolerance, that might be a little less or a little longer if it feels okay. So kind of gauge, you know, tolerance of how you feel. And then if you need a break, or if you want to kind of rest in between, you can lift your elbows up, bringing them together to take a break and kind of reduce the stress and then relax back down. And, and then the second one that I would say is a, another helpful one or additional exercise is a postural reset. So this one, you know, the last one you were doing as needed, maybe once or twice a day to reduce the tension and the stress. This one is really something that you can do throughout the day to improve posture, positioning and self-awareness. So for this one, if you're either sitting or standing, you're gonna bend both elbows to 90 degrees with your palms facing up. So your elbows are kind of tucked in at your side against your body with your palms facing up. You're gonna relax your shoulders and then gently move your hands out to the side while keeping your elbows close to your body. You're only gonna move within your available comfortable range. Again, that could be you know, full range of motion or mid range of motion, depending on how it feels for you. And then you're gonna to return to the starting position and you can do this one a few times throughout the day to reset positioning or posture. So if you've been sitting for a long period of time, if you're working at that computer or desk, you know, completing these at once every couple hours just to see, you know, what's my posture look like? Am I maintaining a good posture when I'm working or am I kind of starting to inch forward and slouch forward on my computer to give you that cueing and awareness of positioning throughout the day? With, with both of these exercises, we want to make sure that they're not 
irritating or causing an increase of headache. If, if they are, please stop and, and, you know, ask a physical therapist or someone that you feel a, a medical professional that can help provide a little bit more insight and we can modify it and go over it so that it is helpful for you. Christina, and it sounds like you could also get a caregiver or your niece or nephew, anybody that's handy to join in. I think these strategies, especially reducing tension during COVID, during before, during, and after would be yeah. really beneficial to the whole family and the environment. Absolutely. I think these are exercises that anybody can do. I think everybody needs to work on reducing stress and improving posture. And there's so much electronics right now and everyone's on the computer. So I think these are feel free to share to other family members and, and other people like as you feel necessary. Thanks for that. And so for our closing, while we're, while you don't know every injury to anybody who's listening on the line right now, and there's challenges, as we know that there's a, many variations to the severity of head injuries. And uh, what in general do you think is the most important thing for survivors to work on every day? Sure. And I think you, I mean, exactly what you said, treatment and recovery, you know, varies for individual to individual. Unfortunately, there is no universal method for managing headaches. And that's why it's so important to make sure that you are teaming up with a, a strong medical team, um, headache neurologists, physical therapists, you know, occupational speech therapists, your caregivers, um, but I think it's important to understand that you, you know, you don't have to live with these headaches. It's not expected for you to live with these headaches. So make sure that you are considering these, you know, healthy behaviors, self-management strategies, start incorporating, you know, at least those two exercises that we went over and hopefully building on those as you can that were discussed previously during the talk and then understand that, you know, we are here to help. So make sure that you are reaching out for help and, and getting that assistance we are here to to help you and in, in your recovery as well good advice ask for help don't do that don't suffer in silence absolutely thank you christina for sharing your recommendations on how to manage headaches that they can be debilitating and life-changing and you've given our listeners such valuable information that i hope will get them um, to a, a journey in full recovery so please subscribe to our podcast and share it with others. I wanna tell this to our listeners, there are millions that are still struggling that you could help by providing this information. You can be a partner with us and follow us on Instagram and learn more about the mission of Mind Your Brain and be an advocate and a voice for the invisible. Join us in making a difference in the world. And I wish to give you a virtual hug and tell you, you are not invisible. <laughs>